Hi everyone and welcome to Fendering Cast 128. It's been a while since the last one. Um, months in fact. But you know, we're back. Um, we're periodic now rather than regular. Um, and also uh, with the weather being freezing cold and damp, we're, uh, we're in the warm. And uh, would you call it a studio? I suppose so. Everyone's working from home, aren't they? So why not? Um, this is a special show. It's um, with particular reference to um, the end of the season. Uh, we've covered the Tour de France stage by stage. We've covered um, the Vuelta and the Giro and the, the classics uh, in various uh, ways on the website. And we hope you enjoyed that coverage. It's been good to have some positive feedback, which is nice. Um, any sort of feedback's nice. Positive's obviously much better. So thank you um, to my mum. No, thank you to all the people that did um, say that they enjoyed the way that we have covered the racing this season. It's obviously been a really odd season. It's been um, really difficult for everyone to come to terms with uh, how life has been, let alone bike racing. And... Um, we are now in the position in my part of the world where we are back in uh, some sort of tiering lockdown starting later this week. So for those of you that followed the lockdown series on the website where I rode the turbo every day in April, um, you might find that I try that again in December. Maybe not every single day because um, of Christmas and stuff, but, you know, as many as possible. Um, so look forward to following that. So what's the purpose of this special show, this special edition? It's for us to reveal our top three riders of the year, uh, male riders of the year for 2020. Um, before we do that, it's just worth uh, noting that as of the 31st of December, uh, the Fendrian.eu website will no longer be able to operate with its EU suffix as a result of the UK leaving the European Union. Um, it's long and complicated, but being based in the UK, uh, I cannot use it unless I buy a house in the EU and use that as the registered address for the website. Um, to ensure you still get to the site and with minimal disruption as of the 1st of January, please could uh, regular readers of the site update their bookmark to https colon slash slash Fendrian EU, all one word, F-E-N-D-R-I-E-N-E-U dot home dot blog. And that will take you through to the website. I'm in the process of updating all of our social media accounts. So it's got the right link to point to it as of that date. Um, but that will be the new web address um, as of that date. <clears throat> if anyone wants to buy any kit with Fendrian.eu on it, I've got plenty. Um, so with that in mind, that's the admin out of the way. Moving on to our top three riders of the year in reverse order. Um, and... We are going in third place for um, probably most people's rider of the year today, Pogaccia of UAE Team Emirates. Now, Pogaccia came back from a 1 minute 40 plus deficit to win the Tour de France this, uh, I was going to say this July, <laughs> old habits die hard, this autumn. Um, he did it with a phenomenal time trial on the Planche de Belfi, um, enough to move that mountain up my list of must-do mountains into the top two. Um, having taken Primoz Roglic to the cleaners in that final stage. Um, he, um, he really, you know, worked um, hard on that particular stage. 
He never lost time on any road stages to Bogach, uh, to Roglic. And in terms of like the Sl- the Slovenian um, dominance of the race, the pair of them were head and shoulders above everyone else. And in regards to the finish of the race, it was quite a good tour to uh, to watch. Um, 1989 and all that started to get a few uh, reference points. I don't actually think it was quite as exciting as that because it wasn't quite as close as that. And, you know, with the GPS live tracking and things like that in 1989, I remember watching and you had to wait for the riders to get to the checkpoints. Whereas with this, it was fairly clear fairly early on that Roglic was going to lose sufficient time to lose the jersey. It was more, you know, the the, the, the wonderment of... Um, um, the ride really that that made the difference it was the fact that he was so dominant and gained time on the flat as well as up the hill and you know it was tragic almost to watch um Primoz Roglic at the finish he knew he was beaten well before the line um and his his race ended uh with no yellow jersey having been pretty much you know looking unassailable for most of the of the race so third place then to Pogaccia there was plenty of other examples of his good riding in the season um, including the worlds where he actually started to animate the uh, the race towards the end um, just didn't quite have the legs to hold on at that point but you know clearly he can do it all and you know if he chooses to dominate the Tour de France he'll dominate the Tour de France I think if he chooses to head to the classics he'll dominate the classics um, he's clearly you know one of the best three riders in the world based on, obviously, Fendrian's ratings. Um, In second place, then, um, controversially above the man who pipped him for the Tour de France is Primoz Roglic. Now, why is that? Well, because the week after the Tour, um, he was... You know, battling to try and get it back. No one, but no one was um, begrudging him his uh, pip at the line of Julian Alaphilippe in Liège-Baston-Liège. And then he came through... And pretty much did the same as he'd done in the tour in the Vuelta. Although he did have a little trade of the jersey during the week with uh, the, the weekends with Richard Carapaz, who seemed to uh, take the jersey over and then Roglic would take it back. Once Roglic had kind of got enough in that time trial, and uh, his helmet wasn't wonky in that particular time trial, his bike change was better and he seemed to uh, hold it together on the climb. Um, once he'd got into that particular zone, um, he was. He, he looked fairly resilient. It wasn't actually until the final Saturday of the race, the day before the finish in Madrid, when Hugh Carthy um, decided that third place might not be enough for him and he wanted to have a go, um, that actually Roglic started to look a little bit isolated. Um, Sepp Kuss was gone. Um, you know, other riders, support riders were gone. And um, he was in a position where he was having to fend for himself. And he did look like he was starting to struggle. And as a result of that, um, you saw Carapaz then, when Carthy was caught, take his chance and go shooting off up the road in, a, in an all-or-nothing attempt um, to win it. I'm glad that Roglic hung on to win the uh, red jersey of the of Welter, um, because I think it would have been, you know, career career-defining, career-ending. That sounds a bit harsh, but you know, in terms of uh, in terms of his morale, it would have been. Uh, Pretty tough for him to take, um, you know, in terms of losing another Grand Tour on the penultimate stage by a, a you know handful of seconds. So, you know, I'm glad 
that uh, that Roglic hung on, and I'm glad that he rode so well uh, over the course of the season. And you know, he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to let what happened to the tour define him or his season. So fair play to him. You know, he's obviously of an age now with all these new younger generation riders coming in that he might not be the long term you know future for even Jumbo as a as a team leader. Um, yeah, which would be sad, which would be sad. Um, but you never know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So, Pogacar third, Roglic second. We've not gone for a Slovenian one, two, three. So, Mateo Mohoric can relax. He's not won. Uh, Wout van Aert has won our uh, Rider of the Year. Hot on his heels of him winning the uh, Fla- Flandrian of the Year. He's now Flandrian and Fendrian of the Year. Lucky him. Um, and he has done that off the back of consistency, maybe, um, but also the fact that since racing resumed in August, he has been, you know, pretty much unstoppable. You don't need to forget as well that, you know, before racing even ended in February, he was up there in the break and finished just outside the top 10 of uh, Het Newsblad. But when racing came back, we had that stellar week in Italy where his third place, midweek third place in Milan Torino, was bookended by a Strada Bianchi and a Milan San Remo win, which is fantastic. Um, he also then managed to uh, win the first stage of, uh, of the Dauphiné, the Belgian Time Trial Championships. Um, he won two stages of the Tour de France into Privas and Lavoie. Um, he finished 20th, not many people noticed that, but he finished 20th in the uh, general classification of the Tour de France before then getting a pair of silver medals at the World Championships in the time trial and then in the road race. The only maybe what you would class as potential blot on his copybook was um, him losing out in the finish of the Tour of Flanders to Matthew van der Poel um, right at the end after the two of them rode away. Um, but coming second in the Tour of Flanders is not, you know, it's, it's hardly a disaster, is it? What's interesting is he scored a thousand more UCI points in the season and he's rocketed up. Um, from 51st in the world to the third best rider in the world. So it's going to be very interesting next year to see what he can do. He's unlikely to get a couple of classic wins, a couple of Tour de France stage wins and two medals at the World Championships, you would say. Um, he's also just got back in the um, just got back in the cyclocross game uh, over the weekend and managed um, to do well in um, in Tabor, I think it was, where the um, the cyclocross was. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see how he goes. It'll be interesting to see how his rivalry with uh, with Matthew Matthew van der Poel goes, and uh, we will see how that develops in 2020. It's already looking like. 2020 could be another truncated season. We're seeing that the Tour Down Under has already gone. We hope, we're hoping, like everyone else, we're hoping that um, we get to the point where we've got a vaccine, we've got something that positive that helps cheer the world up and helps us um, get back to some sort of normality and, and loving and enjoying our bike racing. Um, that's what we want, definitely what we want. In the meantime, it only um, the only thing really left for me to do is say thank you for supporting the blog uh, all year. 
um, your support means a heck of a lot and it's um, you know, nice. It's nice that when you're putting the time and effort in, all right, fine, it's a labour of love. But the fact that people actually read it is, uh, or listen to the content is, is, is even better. So that was uh, Fendrian Cast 128. Fingers crossed we won't be waiting um, from June to November for the next one. You know, you never know. I'll try. Uh, in the meantime, everyone stay safe, depending on what tier or what area of lockdown you're in. Um, try and enjoy a little break from cycling, because when we start again, we're going to be starting hard. It's less than 100 sleeps till um, het news, Blad. Um, and I'll leave you with that. So thanks a lot, guys, and take care.